Hey there, and welcome to Jewelry Navigator Podcast. I'm your host, graduate gemologist, Brenna Pakes. As a jewelry professional, I'm in a unique position to share jewelry tips and stories. More than ever, it's important to support small, independent jewelry designers and businesses. It's my pleasure to guide consumers to smart jewelry choices through an informative and entertaining platform. For sneak peeks into upcoming episodes and features, follow me on Instagram at Jewelry Navigator. And also keep an eye out for news and the latest platforms on which you can find me. With that, welcome aboard and enjoy today's episode of Jewelry Navigator Podcast. I was, I was one of the finalists and I was one of the winners. I'm, you know, it's not something that happens and it may well never have happened, but for COVID. So, you know, there, I guess, you know, just sort of seeing the silver lining and everything. Um, and it's been, it's also uh, validates that I'm not like, I'm not losing it. <laughs> I'm not some like. Um, I'm actually that, that, making pretty cool jewelry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you know, like um, it's terrible to say that. I think all women have that feeling like, oh my God, am I good enough? That was Azra Methi, founder of AU Exchange, and my guest today here on Jewelry Navigator Podcast. She gives us a little sneak peek into why she decided to apply for the Zales Designer Spotlight Showcase and how she ended up winning. Not only did she win one of the exclusive slots in this showcase, she's the only woman designer of color to do so. Azra is a practicing attorney and balances her family life with her passion for fine jewelry as a designer of timeless gold jewelry. Azra launched in late 2019, a platform for sharing fine jewelry created by women designers. In spite of pandemic obstacles, Azra took advantage of the time during lockdowns to apply for the Zales Designer Spotlight Showcase and won as the only woman designer of color. Originally from India, Azra shares how gold jewelry influenced her path as a jewelry designer and how her thoughtful designs are welcoming to a wide audience and demographic. Passionate about paying forward the generous support her parents contributed to her education, Azra is dedicated to giving back through portions of her jewelry sales and as a representative in support of girls and women in CAMFED, Campaign for Female Education. While growing her brand and as a featured designer in the Zales Designer Spotlight, Azra continues to practice law while raising her two children with her husband. For a detailed look at Azra's jewelry, be sure to watch her feature on Beyond Gems on the Tundra. And if you missed anything, um, my announcement about the Tundra, you can listen to my relaunch episode that I launched last week and hear all about that. But the Tundra is a platform from which I share gem, mineral, and more jewelry stories through a video production. To watch Beyond Gems episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Tundra to access the full episodes. And you can find the link to Beyond Gems on the Tundra on my Instagram account, which is at Jewelry Navigator and on my podcast website, which is jewelrynavigator.podbean.com. Today, I'm very excited to not only share my visit with Azra, 
but introduce you to her as the first guest within this series of podcasts for Jewelry Navigator that is part of my relaunch. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here and be sure you subscribe to Jewelry Navigator podcast so you don't miss any episodes as well as um, listen to and listen for updates so you can always be included when there are new episodes launched. So thanks so much and enjoy the episode. It's nice to meet you in person. Well, as much person as one can get nowadays, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I have to warn you, um, Brenna, that I have a dog and now and again, he, um, he barks. That's so okay. Just, okay. No, please, please don't worry about that. Um, I actually like when, um, there's like little punctuations of real life because that's okay. It's kind of why we're telling the story. Um, and as I was going over my notes, I was thinking, you know, I've been in the industry for about 20 years. And when I first started, it was mostly a male dominated industry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you probably it have still seen is that. a little bit. It still is, but you know what? We're and pushing up the ceiling. We're, we're pushing up the ceiling, but you know, what's really cool too, is that most of the men are okay with it. You know, I think, yeah, I, I think creative, pretty, creative yeah. men are much more broad-minded. I would say, mm-hmm. um, I think that the field I was, I, I have been in as a lawyer, um, not only is there, is there still that, that reluctance to, uh, permit women into the little boys club, yep. but it's even worse brown women, because, you know, if you have like one more layer, one more hurdle to climb. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think we're making, um, really good headway in, you know, all, all realms, but, um, and your, your story is so interesting because you do have that multi-dimension between, um, you know, cultural professional, especially your, your legal career, and then starting in the industry as a jewelry designer, um, so you've late in life and that's okay. I think, I think that's even better because you've had that life experience and you understand what's important in women's lives. Not only, you know, as, as we grow and women become, um, start families or not. And also as younger women, you know, we, we, we have things that are important to us at different, different stages in life. Sure. Um, so, well, we all, I think that there is something fresh about youth, um, especially in designing. Um, I think that, and we can get into this more. I think that my perspective is just much more longevity. So it, it helps to have lived my life. So I can tell you what is valuable to me, which may be valuable to young people, you know, looking into doing whether it's jewelry or any other creative outlet. So, mm-hmm. yes, I loved reading a little bit on your about page and your connection to jewelry from a very young age. Why don't we start there and tell us, tell us, um, you know, tell us your connection of jewelry from when you were gifted jewelry, but then there's also a really special story about your daughter. So it's very interesting because my daughter is not so little anymore, but, um, <laughs> I grew up in 
in Bombay, India. And I know that India is well known for jewelry and for there are a lot of jewelers who come out of India. Um, my family has no background in jewelry at all. We, we're not dealers, we're not traders, we're not jewelry makers. We, we, we really didn't do anything connected with jewelry. And um, my connection to jewelry as, as a young girl was when, whenever I did well at school, my father gave me uh, a piece of gold jewelry. There are two aspects really. So personally, I always was gifted something um, of value. Uh, as a way of showing, as a way of being rewarded. So I had that connection. Um, and then the second thing was watching my mother who is uneducated, um, receiving her monthly allowance for running the household and sort of, you know, uh, what she did and how she saved money every month in order to, to accumulate um, her wealth because that was her money to do with as she pleased. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, I learned these lessons of financial independence, you know, um, and even if one might argue that, well, she didn't really earn her own money, but believe it or not, I will never ever knock uh, an at-home mom's work because it just never ends. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, it, it, yeah, they may not step out of the house and, and go sit at a desk or, you know, run a company, but that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And so she, she earned that money and uh, learning, you know, how to, how to sort of take something and make it yours. So for, for Indian women, you know, gold is really a path to financial independence. And I learned that early on. So um, you know, that was my exposure to uh, jewelry at a young age. Mm -hmm. um, I love that connection from a very young age. And I think, um, I think for those of us who jewelry is important, we can remember something back to our youth, like admiring our mother's engagement ring or right. our grandmother's brooches or, you know, earrings. So I think that that's something that becomes um, a really strong touchstone back to our, our past. Um, so then walk us along how you, um, how you came to the States and you, you have a career as a lawyer. What kind of law do you practice? So I um, came to the States, I had just turned 17 and um, my, my parents are themselves not educated, but had this vision for all of us. I have, I'm one of five kids, I'm the youngest. And all of us, my, my mother knew that, you know, she was going to make sure that we all had an education and an equal education, boys and girls. So I actually was sent to the United States to become a doctor. And I did start my pre-med and, um, but along the way, I realized that America, in America, you can do, study biology and chemistry and still study English literature, or you can do math and physics and still do German or French or whatever. And it was so liberating to me. And I began taking courses in English literature and, you know, and I, I speak German and 
I, uh, I realized that I really, my heart was much more in advocacy and sort of communication rather than cutting up bodies. And in fact, I discovered that I am quite squeamish about blood. Um, I was told that you get over it, but I felt like, why should I get over it? Why should I make myself do something that I don't really want to do? Mm -hmm. uh, again, another thing that I probably would never have done in India was much more, um, you know, sort of this empowering thing that came to me having come here uh, alone without parents. And um, <clears throat> anyway, so I went to law school instead and, um, and sort of my parents were unhappy with me at first, quite unhappy. And, and so I'm, I'm the first person in my entire family to be a lawyer, male or female. And um, so, you know, I feel like once I started there, why stop, right? Um, but I, um, I practice mostly um, antitrust law. Uh, so I do, uh, you know, I work for what I call the little guy or the smaller companies. We, the work I do generally is designed to make, um, uh, achieve more transparency as well as, um, you know, make it more competitive for consumers to obtain goods without paying a lot. And that's a principle I carry into jewelry, into my jewelry. Um, I mean, it's a labor of love. So for me, it's much more about making things that people wear uh -huh. and will wear for a long time and will pass on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I want to hear about how you built a relationship and how you, um, how you're working together with sales. So tell, tell us about that story. You know, um, so we launched November 2019 and <clears throat> February 2020 already, there was COVID news and mm -hmm. by early March, everything was shut down. And um, I had this a plan and we had, you know, I had pop-ups and events that were planned or we were working on and none of that was happening. And so instead of sort of lamenting about it, I thought, you know, I'll just educate. So I take courses. I'm a graduate. I'm working towards my graduate gemology degree. That's one thing I'm doing. I'm, I have the lab courses, which will have to wait until, you know, everything is done. But uh -huh. I, in, in addition to sort of continuing my education so that, you know, people have the trust that I actually know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I uh, was just sort of, I kept abreast of everything. And then I noticed that Zales had this um, designer spotlight and I put my name in and I was selected as a finalist. And, you know, they told me that, you know, that doesn't mean that you win because um, they have these audit standards for, you know, that my jewelry has to be ethical and sustainably sourced. And, you know, it has to be actually real. And so there was all this, testing that happened and and then you know so designs are one thing mm -hmm. and then veracity is the second thing so once they were satisfied with that then you know they selected a few people I'm the only woman of color that they have in their designer spotlight and um, the way it is is they selected uh, some of the things that they are showcasing on their website um, you know, for, for their consumers and, you know, uh, 
so that's how that came about. I mean, I'm very grateful and fortunate that um, I, I, you know, I was able to, I was, I was one of the finalists and I was one of the winners. Um, you know, it's not something that happens and it may well never have happened, but for COVID. So, you know, there, I guess, you know, just sort of seeing the silver lining and everything. Um, and it's been, it's also uh, validates that I'm not like, I'm not losing it. <laughs> I'm not some like. Um, I'm actually that, making pretty cool jewelry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you know, like um, it's terrible to say that. I think all women have that feeling like, oh my God, am I good enough? Am I doing this? You know, I, I, I you know, uh, even within my own family, a lot of people were like, oh my God, you don't know anything about anything. How can you do that? And I said, well, I've been doing my own jewelry for like 20 years and you know, I've, I've designed jewelry for some friends for their weddings. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, um, and actually I have to give all the credit to my husband, amazing, amazing partner that I have who said, look, you beam whenever there's jewelry or talk about jewelry. And he said, you know, you really should do something with it because you, you, you truly, it's not work for you. It's just a joy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so he really, he really was my big encouragement to, to sort of do this. And um, yeah, that's why I, you know, that's, working on it. I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure most everybody I've talked to who is married and a designer, their husbands are behind them because it's a, it's a whole, once you get into it, it's a whole subculture. It's a whole, and like, you know, like you're learning with GIA, it just keeps on branching out further and further and further. I mean, it's unlimited, the kind of things you can learn, but to know that he's behind you, that just gives me chills to know that, um, yeah. And are yeah, you kidding me? I have to just say, I am so excited that you are a, they're a showcase design what is it called again for the designer showcase designer showcase that is so crazy awesome so if, if people go on zale's website they'll find you and your jewelry yes yes yeah. so the, not all of it uh the ones that were selected to be part of the zales designer spotlight and what uh, were what so, were those pieces so they they picked I think except for the Zodiac necklaces, because there were so many, there are 24 variations, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so it was much more a logistical nightmare for them to deal with that. I think um, all of my pre-mom collection jewelry, some version of it is available there. Um, not all of it, because we actually have quite a few uh, different varieties. Again, you know, my whole thought was, listen, you know, I myself am a yellow gold, rose gold, and, you know, a uh, girl, but I, I recognize that's not everybody. So we, we, you know, we have different things for different people and mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, someone, people find something that they like. So there's, it's like half of it is there and half of it is, uh, or all of it is on my website, you know, and of course, if there's something that's sold out, people just sort of write to us and, you know, we mm. work with them. I get, I, I, I get a lot of, um, so I, I actually have had a few, uh, I, I've had a celebrity DM me directly to have a bunch of things made for his partner. And it's been really like, 
wow, I can't believe this. So, you know. That's fantastic. Good for you. I know. And uh, wow. So you launched in fall of 2019. Yeah. Yes. And then November, 2019, November, and then around the corner COVID hit. And then it, you know, everything came to a screeching halt for everybody. Everybody. Um, Yes. Yeah. But except the well-known brands, they're doing really well. (laughs) They, they are, but you know what I found, I still work part-time in a small jewelry store here in the town where I live. And it's been really interesting to see, um, for one thing, the, the malls have been closed or they're open now, but they were during the thick of the pandemic and, um, people couldn't get into the mall to shop. So the, the small businesses who were open, they were able to explore and discover these small businesses. So, So it's been like you said, there's been, there have been a lot of silver linings through this and it's given designers a chance to kind of sit back and reflect on, on collections that they have, or to expound on ones or make plans for new ones or use materials that they already have. So yes, yes, definitely. I'm big (laughs) on recycling a big, yeah. like I, I, you know, I, I don't think women realize how something that is that's part of the reason why I try to create pieces that really are timeless like I don't I don't do trendy and I'm okay I'm happy Mm -hmm. to say I am not a trendy jeweler Mm -hmm. um I'm a cool jeweler but not a trendy jeweler but Mm -hmm. um all of my designs are based on real life functionality it sounds so pragmatic right fine jewelry and functionality doesn't sound work well together but look you know we should be able to wear our fine jewelry regularly. I have so many friends who buy things. My own sister, both of my sisters, they buy all this stuff and then they just put it in safes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, what is the point? If, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that you should not take anything for granted. You shouldn't wait to enjoy something tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So no, um, that's a good, that's a really good, it's a good way to, to wrap that up, to, to definitely, yeah, don't take anything for granted where enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the people mostly, but then enjoy your treasures as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, enjoy your family. You know, it's, it's, I, 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 the time I spent with my kids this past year, you know, they're teenagers and tweens, so they don't want to be around us. Mm-hmm. They were forced to be around us. And mm-hmm. we, it was great. We've become so close and, um, and I'm grateful for that. Um, designing jewelry takes time, mm-hmm. designing it so that it is engi- from an engineering perspective, right. Hoops, um, clasp right. They don't pull the earlobes down. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that men won't think about because they don't wear it. But we, that's why women should buy their own jewelry because, you know, I have bought so many earrings that are just sitting in my drawer because I saw it, it looked pretty. But then when I went to wear it, I couldn't really wear it. It, it, it was painful. It mm-hmm. pulled my earlobe. And so I actually, my designs might be simple, most of them but they're all intended to be worn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree with you. And I think that's where the value comes in and the, um, 
just, I don't think we realized how much we needed women to become jewelry designers <laughs> until they did, because just exactly what you're saying, um, I like, for instance, earrings. One of the first things I think about when I see a pair of earrings, if they're a dangle is, is that going to pull my earlobe down? Cause I don't like the way that looks. Um, you should check out the threader earrings that we have because, uh, they have really nice stones, like uh -huh. nice size stones, but, um, they're light as air. I yeah. mean, like you won't know they're there cause they're just, you thread it through, uh -huh. um, but they don't fall out. That's, and that's another thing. Yeah. The dangle earrings with a wire. <clears throat> that's another thing that is, um, I feel like one of the biggest malfunctions of earrings, because how many, how many single earrings do we have in our jewelry box? Because we don't want to throw it away, but we lost the other one. You know, yeah. it's, it's, um, faulty design features like that, that, or it can be. Um, so, but also on that same, that same, um, point that you made jewelry needs to be functional and easy to wear. So yes. making sure that the clasps, like I noticed that your earrings, it's the huggy style, right? And they snap uh, together. They snap in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is really, that's good. No, no earring back to have to worry about no loose we wire. Do have, we do have like, we do have a couple that where there is a post back, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I actually had designed a set of wishbone earrings. And what I do is I, once the prototype is ready, I wear it for a few days, you know, oh. to see. And one of the things I make sure is I, I scrapped this one design because um, it, it kept coming out on its own. Uh -huh. Because if you have hair, it just, it, the friction of it. So there, there, there are some designs that are pretty to look at in drawings, but then in real life, when you actually implement it, it loses I mean how can you have a pair of emerald earrings that you've paid three thousand dollars or whatever for and then have it fall on the ground that that's just even the notion that that might happen scares mm -hmm. me for the client mm -hmm. so I just I scrapped the design I actually we've come up with a, a instead of we're, we're sustainable also so we never throw away anything we redesigned it to be something else and so one day I, you know, it, it's, it's going to take a while, but it's going to happen this year. So oh, good, good. You keep the, um, the clients and the customers, their interests at heart. Yeah, I, that is important. And actually, you know, our prices are not, I know people will say, oh my God, I went on your website and it's mm -hmm. so expensive, you know, um, but it's not honestly, like I've had my pieces appraised and they appraise for three times what I'm selling them for. And so people, you know, my clients are very happy about that because see what people don't realize is, and I, because of COVID, we, we can't really show because we were planning to have, I mean, you can go to the Zales website. I know I saw, you know, there it's on there, their stores aren't open though, but a lot of these things, you know, when you see it in person, you have a totally different reaction. When I had, um, we were doing a photo shoot for the mom necklaces and I brought a pair of the triangle hoops um, for the model to wear. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And both the model and photographer just, they were just like, oh my God, this is, you know, the thing is jewelry is meant to be seen. And until you see it Mm -hmm. and you look at it, it's very hard for people to understand the value they're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, I think it'll come, you know, I'm patient. I think people will, when they, when they, when they have the information. So that's the other, I think I started to say it a while ago, transparency, partly as a lawyer, it's very important for me to give information. And, um, you know, you'll see on the website for the mom necklaces, at least I have put down everything, including the four C's of the diamonds, because mm-hmm. I'm not planning to make these yet in other gemstones, unless it's a special order. If someone says, you know, my birthstone is ruby, and I really would rather have ruby instead of diamond. Sure, we'll make it. One of the things is we'll make anything for anyone, because um, jewelry is personal, and mm-hmm. you should really get what you want. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to wait a few weeks for it, we'll make it for you. Um, but um, we, I, I really did a lot of research on other jewelry brands and information that was provided by other brands. And it was very important to me that people know everything, especially as a e-commerce, they should be able to look at it and tell in the information, what the details are, how much gold is there, what the carrot is, what, um, you know, what are, what, what stones are used, how many carrots, uh, what's the quality, they should be able to know that without having to call me. Of course they can call me, but, or write to me, but uh, I think that that's something that's very important mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, today's consumer is a lot more educated now and they should be. And, um, that's one reason why I started jewelry navigator is to be a, um, be an advocate for the consumer, but also an advocate for the small jewelry businesses so that they know consumers know they can trust them and who to trust and why to trust them. So it's really important on both sides that once, um, once a consumer shopper client um, finds a designer or jewelry or a jewelry store that they like, that, that, that education continues. And, um, it just, it just helps to make the relationship stronger. And, and it, that just, it, it, it just, you know, snowballs and so many other rewards as far as referrals and, um, you know, a good reputation. And it's just, it just makes everything stronger. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that brings me to something I've had in my head to, to bring up as far as, for instance, young women who are just starting out in their careers where, you know, their base salaries are just starting and they may not have a lot of money to invest in something. I really encourage them in, in choosing something that's a starter piece. For instance, one of your, um, one of your cuff bracelets or a pair of your your hoop earrings, gemstone or, or diamond, those would be good, really anchor pieces to start Mm -hmm. with, because from there they'll always have that. And they'll always remember that purchase. And it was an important purchase, something that they, um, you know, and they invested in a celebration for themselves, um, and going from there. And I totally agree with you as far as your pricing goes, it's, it's really well priced for the value and the materials that you use. I, I completely agree with you. So, um, 
you know. So Brenna, one thing I wanted to tell you is I'm working with um, I'm working with a quad pay, which because you know I I I hope I'm everyone's jeweler. I uh -huh. want to be, uh -huh. but I actually really want to be sort of the 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 jeweler for the you know, sort of up and coming, mm -hmm. you know, people. Mm -hmm. And um, we do have a lot of pieces, you know, that are priced um, even like, you know, the birthstone clover necklaces, they start at 450. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, so there are, those, those are a big, by the way, those are very popular with the Zales uh, clientele. Um, you know, you should, you should, there's different ways to do it. So, Quad pay helps break up the payments, but they get their item already. And so it's, there's different ways to do it. And a lot of other jewelers are using these different financing uh, mechanisms to help people pay. And, you know, I'm still small. So some of the big financing companies don't want to um, partner with me yet, but you know, who knows they may, you know, um, I'm, working that's away. True. And that's true. I forget about that. So it's, it's not something that they look at and say, Oh, I can't get that because I can't afford it right now yeah. where there there's an option for them to be able to break the payments up. That's a really good point. You know, I forget about that. So yeah, yeah, I really would encourage um, people, especially women starting out. And I love that your collections and your, um, your kind of your business ethos is for the the beginners i think sure because a, the very yeah. wealthy they can go to van cleef they can go to cartier they're not coming to me and yeah. honestly you know I, it, those people who buy from me it's because of our cause related our charity component of it um mm. that's why they come to us Otherwise, people like that tend to, with disposable incomes, tend to buy the really big pieces and, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So one thing you said earlier, um, which I have come across a lot, uh -huh. you said something about, <laughs> there he is, okay. my protector. Yeah. Um, you said something about how, you know, women um, more and more are buying jewelry for themselves and mm -hmm. not waiting to be gifted. And I have to tell you, I, ha so I got married late in life and, you know, um, I always thought to myself, wait a minute, I make my own money. Why should I wait for a boy or for, you know, a, a, a admirer to give me something to make me feel like I'm worthwhile to have that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to buy it for me not only do I make my own money, but I know what I like. I know what I want. Mm -hmm. Why should I leave it up to someone else? Particularly, so I feel that way very strongly about fine jewelry. It's different when you're, when you're gifted a piece of fashion or costume jewelry, because, you know, those are trendy and they'll come and go and, you know, um, that's not a big deal. But I, I, I find fine jewelry, that's why, you know, I say that my company or my jewelry line is designed to empower women both through beauty and brains because one, we, I really think women should very seriously consider buying their own jewelry or telling their partners that they want to have a say in what is selected for them. Yes. Secondly, we, we donate 10% uh, of every uh, sale to 
uh, girls' education, which is sort of my mission in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am where I am because my parents decided that they were going to, um, you know, take a chance on me and, and uh, you know, fund my education. And I feel like there are many, many girls out there in the world who don't have that privilege and who don't have the that, that opportunity. And, you know, if at the end of my life, if I have helped, aside from my daughter, if I have helped some other girl who, you know, may never know me, but if I have done that, then for me, my life will have been well lived. Yes. I love that. I love that your jewelry and you're so right. Um, who better to buy jewelry for a woman than herself, because she knows what she likes. She knows what looks good on her. But um, on the flip side of the coin, I feel that with the um, the number, the increase of women designers, it's so exciting to see because intuitively we know what we like, and we're we're going to resonate with those kind of um, those kind of aesthetics and messages that are in the designs, just like what what you're doing. But then to know that buying one of your pieces of jewelry or a pair of earrings is going to be going back and helping younger women and children and, and young girls, um, you know, give them the support that they need to get an education. What a great way to come full circle with, with jewelry. It just, it, it's, it's a gift that's giving in another, in another capacity. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, and when people buy something from me, they're not only empowering themselves because they've chosen something that they like, but you know, like they've empowered another young girl or woman or, you know, and it takes so little, especially because I've teamed up with CanFed, which is Campaign for Female Education. And, you know, they they are a Pan-African charity, but based here in San Francisco and the UK. And it takes so little. Did you know that um, $150, $150 can educate a girl for a whole year of high school? Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it, it, it goes a long way. And so people always think of, Oh, you know, so I encourage people not only look, and honestly, you don't have to buy even if you feel like just donating, Mm -hmm. I, I, it's my, it's my obligation and duty to make the information available. And actually we have, you know, uh, um, we will be teaming up we do this uh, year-long thing from April 1st to March 31st of every year. So we've been in business just uh, just a little over a year, and we teamed up with CamFed. We actually will be announcing our next partner and super excited uh, on April 1st. So stay tuned for that okay, announcement. Okay, good, good. That's yeah. just around the corner. Oh my gosh, I'm mm-hmm. so excited. So I'll have to definitely be doing some follow-up stories. Yeah, about please this. do. Yeah, I, I will. I, I, I'm very excited. It's a very, every, every charity that helps girls get educated is, is amazing. They, they're doing like God's work, I feel like, because women get left behind always. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really it's inspiring, encouraging, and it's much more than just speech. You know what I mean? Like just talk because mm-hmm. we all like to say things and it's much harder to do and no judgment about that. It really is. 
we all get caught up in our own lives. You know, we have kids, we have this, and we just have so much going on that oftentimes we think, you know, I'll give them a donation. And, you know, I wanted to do more than just give them a donation. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Um, Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with me? I know no, you've got I, some I, exciting things coming up. So we're definitely going to be on the lookout and people can find your jewelry showcased um, on Zales website and yes. tell, tell everybody where we can find you on your website. So um, my website is AU exchange. So A-U-X-C-H-A-N-G-E.com. Um, you know, we, the idea was that AU is Orem gold you know it's uh uh, from the periodic table um exchange because like i said you know um it's it's a gathering of information it's a gathering of beautiful items and you know whether you choose my items whether you choose that of my designer showcase or if you come we're very open to working with you on your recycled stone or gold um you know, we, we, we just send it to the refinery and we give you whatever the price they give you. We don't, there's no markup or nothing. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. But I only do it, um, you know, for custom orders. So, you know, like, uh, you know, special like stones. Um, And um, I'd love if people follow me on Instagram, because that's my primary social media outlet. I am on Facebook, I am on Pinterest, but I actually, with uh, my law practice, my two kids, my dog, my husband, and uh, this business, I I can only focus on one thing well at a time. And so that's what I focus on. Yes. That's the one channel I focus on. Instagram, you said? Yeah, it's easier. It's a I hate to, you know, it's very difficult for me to maneuver all these different social media channels, you know, know. Uh, it's so much learning. So it is. And I think, I think you're going in the right direction. I, I love Instagram because it's just so quick. You can get and easy to maneuver. Yeah. Very easy. And you can get an idea of what people are up to just at a glance. And um, so it's very user-friendly and it is kind of connected with Facebook. So you can kind of, you know, um, you know, siphon some content over there, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So people, if I don't respond on Facebook, please don't take it personally. I actually am way more active on Instagram. I respond to requests and, uh, and DMS very quickly. Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited to watch you grow and thank you. see the continuation of your collections. And it was great to learn about your jewelry and um, your story. So thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Brenna. You're so welcome. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Well, All enjoy right. the rest of your afternoon. Thank you. Take care. Have You're a welcome. good day. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. It was truly a delight visiting with Azra, and I enjoyed hearing her insights and her perspectives from her story, and also how she's been able to integrate her legal career as well as you know caring for her family raising her children but also becoming a leader in the jewelry industry as a featured designer in the Zales Designer Spotlight you can find azra at auxchange.com you can also find her jewelry on the Zales website 
So thanks so much for tuning in and um, make sure you come back and watch for new episodes. I will have a new one next week. I'm not sure how frequently I'll be publishing, but I will definitely do my best to publish at least once a week. And I may surprise you every once in a while to do two. So I'm kind of figuring out what my cadence is going to be and how I can fit this in. Um, but I'm really excited to be back sharing the stories and we'll have so much more uh, in the coming weeks. So thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.